you mean to tell me that Lukash Dostal doesn't need defenders? Apparently he doesn't. We'll talk about that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, live from New York. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade, currently helping cover the Anna, or the San Diego Goals, rather, with Defend the Nest. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, etc., etc. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD, and the show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. So, let's get right into it. Y'all are lucky I wasn't home last night, otherwise... You would have heard a lot more cussing, a lot more drinking. This was bad. Another bad loss for the Anaheim Ducks. This is another bad loss to a sub-500 team. Something that the Ducks have unfortunately grown accustomed to this season because why not? Let's look at the last, oh, let's say the last month of Ducks hockey because why not? They lost to the Sens last night, 3-0. They got shut out. They lost to the Sharks, 6-1. That was a bad one. They got shut out by Dallas, 5-0. That was really bad. How about losing to the Sens Black Friday, 5-1? Hmm. Yeah. They only scored one goal against Ottawa. One. Those are the kind of losses the Ducks cannot have. In fact, let me give you this. It's been 29 games. The Ducks only have one regulation win so far this season. And as of right now, the Anaheim Ducks are the only team in the National Hockey League through 29 games to not ha- to not have a multi-goal victory. All of their wins have been by one goal. All but one have come in overtime. One. Still one regulation win. In 29 games, they're inching closer to that record of eight. Eight regulation wins is the record. Two teams got that. I mean, I'll talk more about historical stuff on another podcast, but I just kind of want to talk about this game in general. The Ducks went into this game already reeling from a bad loss to a sub-500 team. They shouldn't have lost that game against the Sharks that badly. And against Ottawa... Where was the offense? The offense was really nowhere to be found. The defense was just as bad, if not worse. I mean, first period, I'll admit I didn't watch this one live, and I'm glad I didn't watch this one live. Knowing what would happen, I kind of tempered expectations. Going, Okay, I know it's going to be bad, but how bad could it possibly be? The answer, really bad, folks. Parker Kelly scored his first of the season. That was bad enough, but the penalty kill was bad yet again. Alex Debrinkit scored a power play goal in the first. Then he scored another one in the third. He was on his way to a hat trick. It was 3-0 Ottawa Senators and Debrinkit with two power play goals. That power play is just really good. Debrinkit is really solid on that power play and so is Claude Giroux. I don't think we talk enough about how good Claude Giroux was with the Philadelphia Flyers. And we got to talk about how good he is on that power play with the Ottawa Senators. He's kind of 
one of those cogs that makes that engine run. And I'm not saying that Ottawa's a great power play team, but they're good. They're really good. They know how to use their cross-ice passes. They know how to utilize getting into the zone. They know how to utilize that fast man coming in. And they also know how to draw opponents off their defensive game, whatever that is. So Ottawa's power play, pretty good. And Claude Giroux is a big part of it. He had two helpers on this game. He looked looked good. He looked good on this game. The Ducks, not so much. Oh, and Ottawa almost had a fourth goal, by the way. That one was waved off. Now, why the heck would that be waved off? Let me tell you, folks. It was all thanks to Lukas Dostal getting barreled into his own net. Let me fast forward here. Third period, Rourke Chartier kind of goes towards the Anaheim net, runs into Lukas Dostal, and the puck crossed the line. So at the time, it was a good goal. At the time, it would have been 4 nothing Ottawa. But they looked at that and the refs decided, no, you can't do that. You can't just bowl over a goalie and expect to get no consequences. So the refs finally agreed, no goal. So instead of being embarrassed and shut out 3 to nothing, or instead of, let me say that again. Instead of getting embarrassed 4 to nothing, they only got embarrassed 3 to nothing. That's the final score. Anaheim loses another tough game. And here we go with another losing streak. This is two in a row that they've lost. They won in overtime against Carolina. Before that, they had lost six in a row. So they have lost eight of their last nine games. What's it going to take? I mean, really, what's it going to take? I'm not going to talk about that side of it today because I don't want to, you know, blow a fuse. I'm remaining calm right now. As you can tell, I'm 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 good. Like I'm on a little mini vacation. I'm here in New York, going to enjoy the theater, enjoy the sights, enjoy the sounds, and not go crazy. Maybe if they beat Toronto. Anyway, let's head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, including the National Hockey League, which right now is really jumping. You have the NBA, you have the NFL, baseball's dead to us. You also have boxing, MMA, a lot of fun stuff on Bet Online. And in fact, if you go on Bet Online right now, well, yeah, they have World Cup stuff as well. Did you know the World Cup is coming close to an end? Yeah, there's four teams left. Who had Morocco in it? Hmm? Did anybody have Morocco in this? I, I'll admit I certainly did not. I'll also admit that I really didn't see Brazil getting ousted that early. Just didn't see it. You could also figure out who is going to win the Calder Trophy on the NHL. All of those props on Bet Online. So you could visit Bet Online using either your laptop or your mobile device. Bet Online is where the game starts, and Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly.
welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez as we are talking about yet another Ducks loss. Okay, let's talk about that 3-on-0, shall we? Late in the second period, the Ducks somehow, their controller, their controller got unplugged, basically, and there was no one back on D. So all of a sudden, there's a 3-on-0 break. You heard that right. 3-on-0. You had Brady Kachuk. You had Claude Giroux. Yeah. And you also had Mark Kostelik. 3-on-0 against Lukas Dostal. And surely you think, oh, it's a 3-on-0. They're going to score easily, right? Yeah, wrong. So Kostelik got it to Giroux, who got it back to Kostelik. Kostelik tried to go right side, and Lukas Dostal stonewalled them. As my buddy John Broadbent would say, the bakery was closed. And the bakery was indeed closed on that spectacular save. I think that is one of the saves of the year for the Anaheim Ducks. No offense to John Gibson, but Dostal just put his whole ass out there. Again, if you have a 3-on-0 coming, you're probably crapping bricks at that point. You're going, oh crap, here we go, 3 nothing. They're going to score, right? Dostal seemed like the only one. I'm going to say something that's a little mean here. There were a lot of times in that game where it looked like Dostal was the only one trying. And he's he's used to this. This happened in San Diego, and it's happening in Anaheim, where Dostal is really the only guy that's putting his entire heart into the game. And this is where I'm going to share a slight anecdote here about Lukash Dostal. This goes back to the 2021 modified season in the American Hockey League. And this was when we were kind of in a modified bubble. You know, there was the Irvine bubble where only a few people could watch those games. And then there was also the bubble in El Segundo where the Ontario Rain played. And, you know, just kind of looking back, that was that was a weird experience, you know, having getting to watch those games in that bubble. It was weird, folks. But getting to see Trevor Zegras and Jamie Drysdale, that season was really cool in San Diego. Getting to see Jamie Drysdale and Trevor Zegras both on the San Diego goals playing in that weird Pacific Division playoff. Can can we call it that? Can we? Okay, sure. Pacific Division playoff against the Bakersfield Condors. I know, I know there were some guys that didn't want to be there and... That wasn't for a Calder Cup. And because it's not for a Calder Cup, guys probably aren't going to be trying as hard. And of course, there was a whole issue with guys not getting paid for those games. Like, those playoff games did not count for salary. So they were essentially playing those games for pretty much free. Nothing added on their salary. Because the AHL said that there wasn't going to be a playoff for the Calder Cup, but the teams themselves still wanted some kind of playoff. And they wanted to try to recoup some of that lost money. That way fans could watch the games. Specifically the fans in 
Bakersfield, the fans in Tucson, the fans in Henderson slash actually at the time it was Las Vegas because they were playing at the Orleans Arena. So at the time, they wanted to try to recoup some of their money, some of it. And there was even that one playoff game, not in Orleans Arena, but there was that one game at T-Mobile Arena. Going back to that modified playoff, it, it was all strange. Because guys were not getting paid extra money, there were some guys that were not trying so hard. And this goes back to the Goals Condor series, where Lukas Dostal pretty much stood on his head the entire series. And I know this because I was in Bakersfield for all three games. And I could see clear as day that Dostal was just putting everything out there for his teammates. And by the end of that third game, they saw that. I mean, yeah, the goals lost that series in three games, including that overtime game winner at Bakersfield. Every single teammate went over to Lukas Dostal, kind of patted him, saying, this, this was all you. Like, you're the reason that we got this far. And if it wasn't for Dostal, it would have been 5 nothing, 6 nothing, possibly 7 nothing. Lukas Dostal was the highest scoring duck as far as game score on hockey stat cards. The expected goals were almost 4. And the Ducks allowed three. So you know what? Props to Lukas Dostal for really putting it all out there and doing his best to have some semblance of, I don't even want to call it a moral victory, but I guess it's good for Dostal himself. This shows that he can play on the NHL level. And I do sincerely think that Dostal is pretty much a ready for primetime player. I truly believe that. And if last night didn't convince you, I don't know what will. But Dostal's ready. He's ready to at least be a quality backup in the National Hockey League. And this is despite some of those AHL stats. But let me remind you, the goals are also in last place. They're also on a long losing streak. They are also not playing a whole lot of defense. And Dostal has seen by far the most shots out of anybody in the American Hockey League. So, you know, anybody that comes at Dostal, they'll have to go through me and a bunch of others. Yeah, Dostal was the man last night. And if they were going to give stars to one Anaheim Duck, I'd give it to Dostal easily. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission and talk a little bit about the penalty kill or lack thereof on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. Okay, so the Ducks allowed two power play goals yet again. Guess where that put the Ducks as far as PK? Yeah, you heard that right. They're dead last again. St. Louis had a perfect night on the penalty kill. So once again, the Anaheim Ducks are the worst team 
in penalty kill. Not just for this season, for all time. The mark is 68.2%. That is the lowest all-time penalty kill percentage for one season set by the 83 Los Angeles Kings. Right now, the Ducks are at 66%, a paltry 66%. If the season were to end right now, the Ducks would have the worst penalty kill in one season in NHL history. I know I've talked about this on a recent podcast. I'm not going to beat a dead horse with this. But let me just kind of dissect what's been wrong with the Ducks power play for a couple minutes. And I noticed this on the second goal especially. Where the Ducks get lost on the PK. Especially when there's two or more cross ice passes. Then at some point you will see every single Duck go to one side. And then when it crosses over, all those Ducks... Go to the other side. It's not That's not how you play penalty killing defense. If you have all four guys on one side, that means that one or two guys are going to be open on the other side. And that's exactly what happened with Alex Dabrinkit on one of those goals. The second one that I mentioned last night is Dabrinkit was just left all alone on the power play. How do you let that happen? You let all all four guys on one side. That is not effective penalty killing at all. That's a big one. And this is where I'm going to compare a little bit. I watched the Dallas Stars penalty kill. I think it was a Stars game. I forgot who exactly they were playing, but it was at Dallas. And I noticed something about their penalty kill, which is not horrible. It's not bad. I noticed that all of those guys... All of them are not on one side of the ice. Now, why is that? Hmm? That's because they kind of have a modified diamond PK. And I just looked it up. Um, Let me correct myself. They actually have the third best PK in the NHL, 84.1%. Actually, that's really good. 84.1% is an extremely good power play. So got to give props to the Dallas Stars for having a very effective penalty kill. And I need to look up what game that was. Because I know they lost last night to the Pittsburgh Penguins. But Saturday's game was against Detroit. It was the Detroit game. The four guys on the PK were kind of in a box or in a diamond formation. Where you had one guy down in the crease area trying to push away that screen. You had two guys on either side. One near the edge of the left face-off circle, and one on the edge of the right face-off circle. And you had a fourth guy on the high slot looking after the guy who's on the point. And also, he's responsible for that bumper position on the power play. And when the puck moves, they kind of have like sort of a trap, but at the same time, it's kind of not a trap, where they would kind of clog up the middle as best as possible But there would never be all four guys. One of those guys would always stay stay home near that face-off circle. They'd move slightly. But if there's a cross-ice pass, they can kind of get in the lane. So where you have one of those face-off guys that's a little bit higher, the other one's a little bit lower, then it's kind of a crooked diamond. And it still has that same shape 
throughout the entire penalty kill. I know this is kind of like weird to explain without visual aids, but imagine a diamond, if you will. Like imagine a diamond and it kind of ebbs and flows along with where the puck is moving, but it doesn't move a whole lot because there is that middle space like in the middle of that diamond. But because of the active sticks of the Dallas Stars, hardly anything gets through in that area. The best shots that Detroit had on that power play was either perimeter shots or really bad angle shots. And that was the best that they could do for that game. And Detroit, for what it's worth, they did muster a couple of decent shots on their power play, but nothing really high danger. And that's why Dallas is one of the best PK teams in the National Hockey League is they employ a certain structure on their PK. So that's one thing the Ducks are missing. They're missing structure. Dallas is very effective with their active sticks. That's a second thing. So already that's two things. Lack of structure, lack of an active stick. The third thing, awareness. The Ducks' awareness on the PK is almost non-existent. That's something they've absolutely got to fix if they're not going to have a historically bad penalty kill. And you know it's bad when I use the phrase historically bad before it because that's what it is right now after 29 games. After 15 games, you could say small sample size. After 20 games, you could say maybe it's a trend. After almost 30 games, you know it's bad. All right. I'm, I'm done talking about this. I'm, I'm done with that for today. I want to enjoy the city. There's a game tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I, I just have this to say before we head off. The Ducks could lose every single game for the rest of the season, but how awesome, how sweet would it be to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs again at Toronto? How awesome would it be to sweep the season series against the Toronto Maple Leafs? How cool would it be to be the only team in the National Hockey League as of right now that will have swept the Maple Leafs so far this season? How cool would that be? Me? <laughs> I'd find that hilarious. So no matter what happens the rest of the year, if they can beat Toronto, that'd be sweet. And that's how I'm going to leave you today. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, Thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying thanks for watching. Please be kind to one another. Please be safe out there. And Ducks fly together. <laughs>